Welcome to everyone who's visiting. I'm Father Mark. I'm the chaplain here. Uh, this is All Saints Chapel. So good. Glad you're here. We have two huge statements in our readings tonight. Huge. As big as, no, the only thing that in my world, like, is even in comparison were the dunks from Mac McClung last night in the All-Star Dunk Contest. I don't know if you saw that. You all are not hoopers. You are not my people. <laughs> only in faith, I guess, are we bound. Look that up. Not right now, though, because it was unbelievable. 6'2", white kid, unreal dunks. Huge, huge. Okay, but what is huge tonight in the readings? Two statements. Be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. And then, be perfect, just as your heavenly Father is perfect. So first off, friends, can we just not water these statements down? We are called to be holy and to be perfect. It's so often that we lower the standard just to be like, well, I'll, I'll just be a nice person. That's not what the Lord calls us to. The standard is huge. To be holy and to be perfect. So how are you doing on that? How am I doing on that? And that's the thing. That's where the gospel, actually the readings get really interesting tonight. Because we tend to not be very good at that. Being holy and being perfect. Right? We think we're doing great if we are just nice to people and maybe love the people who love us. Forget about going the extra mile, loving your enemy, right? turning the other cheek. No. I'm just trying to be nice and love my people. And we settle for that, but that's mediocre. And there's nothing in the scriptures that calls us to mediocrity. Nothing. But here's the good news. Okay, now, let me put on a little scripture scholar hat for a second. Actually, I'll give you a phrase in Italian. Traditore, traditore. All right, the Italians would say that. And what they mean by that is the translator is a traitor. Okay, so the translations we have in our scriptures that we read in English are actually kind of a betrayal of what's really going on. So watch what happens here. Okay, the verb tenses used in the be holy and be perfect are way more sophisticated than what we have in English. Right, we get in the English translation just a very simple imperative form. Be holy, be perfect. That's fine, right, because it's very punchy, but it can put us on the wrong track. And watch what happens in the real translation, in the real tenses. Okay, what happens is this. What comes to us in English as a simple imperative is actually the future indicative tense used in the imperative form. Got it? Good. I'll go sit down now. What, what does that mean? Okay, the future indicative would say this, properly translated. You shall be holy. And you shall be perfect. Now watch what that does. So be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy, becomes you shall be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. Be perfect, just as your heavenly Father is perfect, becomes you shall be perfect, just as your heavenly Father is perfect. Do you see the difference? You shall be holy. You shall be perfect. Why? Because God is holy. Because God is perfect. So our holiness and our perfection are seen in relation and in reference to the one who is holy, 
to the one who is perfect. That changes the game completely for us. So here's the scripture scholar who taught me this as I was reading his stuff. He says this, Jesus' use of the future indicative as an imperative command manifests not only his wish in his teaching that his followers ought to move in that direction, but it contains the promise that by the power of his word and now spoken to them, this will in fact become a reality. That's Christianity, my friends. What does it mean to be a Christian? It doesn't mean just being holy and being perfect, doing a better job. It can't be correct if it starts with just our behavior. If Christianity is reduced down to ethical behaviors, we've lost it. We aren't actually being Christian. We're just trying to be better people. But if it starts in a lived relationship with the living God, a lived relationship with the God who descends from heaven to be with us, then everything can happen in and through Jesus, in and through a real relationship with him. Then, yes, can I be ethical? Can I do a better job living? Can I do a better job loving? Of course, but it always flows from the source. And the source is not our own capabilities. The source is God himself. The source is Jesus Christ, the word who became flesh, who dwelt among us, who speaks these words to us, but also who gives himself to us in the most holy Eucharist, the one who enables us to do what we cannot do on our own. That, my friends, is Christianity. Now, ethical living is a result of that relationship. But I live a certain way because of him. I live a certain way in him and through him. And that's the game changer. That's why this call to perfection, this call to holiness, is not some impossible imposition. It's rendered, we're rendered capable by him. It's possible through him. The saints, my friends, they became holy not by trying to be holy. They became holy by giving their hearts to Jesus. And then by receiving what he gave them. We don't pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. We don't perfect ourselves. We don't earn our way to heaven. We meet Jesus who meets us. And then we say yes to him. So that's the good news. The call to holiness, the call to perfection, it's not up to us. It's not primarily up to us. God wants that for us. He makes us capable of it. And he will transform us. He wants to transform us. And he'll give us every grace to be transformed. But listen now, my friends. That transformation, that will change us. Because the goal is still to be holy. And not just kind of holy, perfectly holy. That's the goal. There's a great French philosopher, Leon Blois, who says, the only real tragedy in life, in this life, the only real tragedy in this life is not to have been a saint. Isn't that a great line? The only real tragedy, the only final tragedy 
is not to have been a saint. By the way, if you were like looking at Carol as a prospective college and you were looking for your sign, that's it, okay? The only real tragedy is not to have been a saint, especially if you're contemplating Montana Tech, right? Then you absolutely <laughs> need to make a choice, right? You get what you choose. I hold out to you life and death, blessing and a curse. <laughs> choose life, okay? Choose life. Here's the thing, though, friends, and I want us to hear this very clearly. The goal is perfect holiness. How we get there changes once we know that we will be rendered perfectly holy in and through relationship with Jesus Christ. But that we get there is necessary. There's no mediocre Christians in heaven. Only perfectly holy people in heaven who have been rendered perfectly holy and heaven is the goal. And so my friends, that ought to give us clear direction it also ought to make us willing to live unusually. I love when Jesus throws this phrase in there. You know, if you love those who love you, what recompense will you have? Tax collectors do the same. If you only greet your brothers, what is unusual about that? My friends, is your faith unusual? Does it make you unusual? Does it make us unusual? As a college, as a church, are we unusual? Well, we better be. And if we're not, then we're losing our path. Because we're not called to be just like everyone else. And this place isn't called to be just like every other place. See, the word holy, the word holy in Hebrew means set apart set apart. What a great thing to ponder that the holiness that God calls us to should set us apart. That we shouldn't be just like every other person. Not that we're better, but that we've met someone who opens us to possibilities that help us raise the level of love, raise the level of holiness in the culture. That was the gospel last Sunday, to be salt and to be light, not bland mediocrity. How boring and conformist is that? But rather, to be unusual in all the right ways, the divine life, coursing through our veins, enlightening our minds, changing our hearts, making us bold and brave in the face of a culture that doesn't understand anything anymore. Well, good. That's why we come to Mass, to encounter the living God who changes us, who changes us by his love, which is a free gift given to each one of us, and then who sends us out, salt and light in the world, unusual in how we live. You shall be holy, you shall be perfect. That can happen, and it will happen in and through Jesus, only if we give our hearts to him completely, only if we say yes, with all our heart, all our mind, all our soul, all our strength, and that yes is tonight. 
Don't put it off. But yes is tonight. To say yes to Jesus with all that you are tonight. Friends, yeses like that are unusual these days. But in an ocean of boring and bland spiritual, moral, even intellectual mediocrity, often bordering on absurdity, don't you want to be unusual? Be holy. Let the Lord perfect you. Be unusual. Because that's the great adventure.